always have these great conversations after we finish recording an episode and I'm always sad that we like don't just record one of them <laughs> because I don't know like they would make decent minis like Alyssa and I were kind of talking recently about That's how true. we we like to do these episodes where like there is a takeaway I don't really like rambly podcasts personally like I like to learn something or like feel like I'm oh. for the ramble oh we know and that's what we were saying we were like <laughs> Madeline is so different from us and like the kind of content we enjoy listening to but that's what's so great about a mini episode or like in the future we obviously like want to do an IG live or something where those are more like conversational come hang out with us type things whereas like I don't know our podcast sometimes I feel like we have such a this like pressure to like blast imposter syndrome in the ass <laughs> And I don't feel like, like I haven't a very done nice that. Bidet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I haven't done that if there's not some kind of like a what can they take away from this episode? But like, because that doesn't justify your 100%. concept of a qualified podcast. Absolutely. And I like bits. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think I'm glad we have that balance. I think. You mean Madeline just goes off on tangents? <laughs> well, like clearly there are people who enjoy listening to like. All different types of podcasts. Uh, they're all is what here I'm for saying. you too. Stop. Oh, I just think it's they're really here funny you because too. you are, to me, you're like our information person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so while you like the rambling one, you're the one with like, here are the facts. Yeah. I know this stuff. Screw you, fake news. And Elise <laughs> is the more rambly, like. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just very funny. I just want to relax, man. I have to plan and I like to, because that's that like perfectionist in me kind of a little bit with that like intellectual output i want to know what i'm gonna say because then it'll sound more concise and blah 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 but please just you know that we were talking about authenticity Mm -hmm. before too Mm -hmm. um like with websites that i've been working on my website and she was looking at my copy she's like how do you do that you have to write my copy i'm like just write but it's so hard it's like okay i have such an issue defining myself because i'm i'm always in the process of change we all do whereas like madeline had this perfect like the short, blah, 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 blah. And then the long. And it's like, oh my God, it all came together and it makes such sense. That's a website. Bam. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what the hell I would put. I've had a disaster of a year. Like, who wants to know that? Says someone who literally has not redone their website in seven years. I now have perfect copy, evidently. Who knew? And that, after our conversation, I was like, well, clearly this is just not my time to do this. Yeah. Like, hands off. Yeah, there's a reason I'm not gonna put I didn't touch on my mm-hmm. ode to 2014. Yeah. Because it was painful for me to change something that ended up not being the thing. And when you force it, that's when you know it's just not right. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting better at recognizing that in myself. Oh. Mm. What? What were you guys saying about the microphones earlier when I walked in? Like, yikes. There was some serious. Was that just you and Joseph? Oh, well, this has a new microphone. Like, And then someone was like, oh, there's definitely a head on it's, this one. It, it's quite like, penile. Whoa. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it is. It's, it's quite mm-hmm. phallic. I mean, microphones in general are phallic, but oh God, this, is, um, this, this is a whole episode. new level. This, yeah. is, this, this is a whole new level. This, this is, is industrial chic dildo. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> no, we said this is ribbed for her pleasure. Yeah. The recorder. You know, it's like, <laughs> there's the rabbit. There's the recorder. The audio engineers everywhere. All are of like, your musical Ooh. needs. It's oh the gray God. monster. <gasps> oh, my God. What octave can you hit? <laughs> wow. <laughs> And end this episode. I gotta check out the diaphragm on this one. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're all married women. Oh, including everyone listening, yeah. evidently. 
this is how we're justifying it. I was literally this is a say, poor way to justify not, everything. Everyone's yeah. like putting down their Fifty Shades of Grey right Pretty now. Like, These ladies are so much better. Are people still reading that now that Bridgerton's out? <laughs> oh, don't, don't. I have not watched. Oh it. well, there's no spoilers other than what you already know. It's just the whole that said the least the ultimate spoiler. I don't even. I see. I did not know that. I'm so sorry. Please. It's better that you know because I was it not is. aware. Is it like Outlander level? No, this is mm, or um, kind the of tutors? actually. Yes, we're the tutors, good with yes. this level. I didn't watch the tutors. The tutors, one hundred percent, doing it up against a tree, <laughs> and they 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 warn Bodice you. Ripping. They warn you five minutes in because I did not know that that I I, I was. You're gonna have. A bat- I was woefully unprepared while your kids in the room. Well, no, I mean, That's no, because I wanted to pay attention. I definitely thought it was gonna be more of like a historical thing. Most definitely not, and I totally was there for the ride. Let me tell you. That's what she said. Literally. But they give you a clue five minutes into the show, and you're like, oh, just the old, the old mis- Midwestern came out of me. Oh, we're like, here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh. it was, it was good. It was good. Definitely, definitely less Outlander, more tutors for sure. I appreciate this. Like the rundown. Everybody that's listening is screaming right now what shows it's similar to. I know. And I want to read the books now. You know what now. it is? Is it Scandal, but on Netflix? So you can get away with it that you mm. couldn't on TV, which mm. makes sense since it's by Shonda Rhimes. But right. it, it's just the right dose. Here's, oh, 100%. Here's the bad thing is that, like, I'm not a TV person. So, like, anytime I'm like, oh, yeah, Scandal, I've heard of it. I've never mm-hmm. watched one episode. And it was, like, one of the biggest TV shows for I've never time. watched Scandal is either. Is it still on? I don't think so. No. I think it ended a few years ago. Oh, I did, like, the first four seasons. Hmm. I really like Carrie Washington. Mm. Oh, yeah. I just want to stare oh, at her yeah. face all day. I know. She's just Those beautiful. Mm-hmm. I know. And she does the same thing I do. Like, at the end of the night, she's got a bowl of popcorn and a glass of red wine. I'm like, <laughs> we are one. Please. <laughs> I really love that. I really enjoyed her in Little Fires Everywhere, which is on Oh, Hulu. my goodness. Yes. I Based on the book by Celeste Ng? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, just the relation, the di- the dichotomy of the relationships between women of all relationships. So like mothers and daughters, women to women, uh, you know, interracial relationships. It was very interesting. And you would like that as like, I know I want to read the book so bad coming from like an artistic background as well. Like mm-hmm. you really, really get to understand Carrie Washington's character through her artwork. Mm-hmm. I would almost recommend that you just like stop watching everything and just go to that show. Or a book. I really if you want to read the book. book. Yeah. I just have so much. <laughs> I know. I have so much to read. That what is, were we talking about that yesterday? That is an altering show, though. That's like one I feel like everyone really yes. does need to watch it because it hits on some, some. Some pretty serious issues. Yes. And they do it in a really nice buildup that at the end you don't feel overwhelmed, but you feel very like thoughtful afterwards yeah. about how does this, what they just show me, how is that going to impact my life now? Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So it was, it's definitely a show I would recommend to anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put that feather in my uh, quill cup. Yeah. Like how, I don't know. There's just like this overriding theme of like, how do the things that we take personally when we try to change those things affect someone else negatively? It Mm. it was intense. It's kind of like the women's need to control and to be perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. That ripple effect throughout generations. I can't relate to that at all. And like how it like crosses into even different Ugh. sexes, different it's all races, coming back to me now. socioeconomic levels, our past fantastic. mistakes. Yeah. Okay. I'm and I would argue, I, I read most of the book. I did not finish that one. I could admit it. But Carrie Washington's character, she is an artist. 
I being able to visually see the art on screen definitely helped me more than just reading about mm, for it. For sure. Um, Especially because she's a photographer. Mm-hmm. Like she does mixed media with photography. Love it. And like newspaper and a lot of different kinds of things. And that one like painting that she will, she refuses to sell. Being when able you to finally mm-hmm. like understand the history and the story behind that, you're like, it was just so, so well done. So yeah, it is a book obviously called Little Fires Everywhere by Celesting. And then it, it became, should finally be available off the of hold list at your library. No, <laughs> it's been like the number one holds book. Holds Besides are when Crawdads. you can like, right. Yeah. Because wasn't that published 2019? 2018? Well, Crawdads, they no. still don't have it available on paperback. <laughs> no, Celeste Ng's book, Little Fires Everywhere. That was probably 2018. 2018, yeah. Former librarians slash current librarian in Madeline. No, God. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? I was thinking of um, uh, Bisa Butler's wor- work. I, I mean, I, I think I shared you, you guys the yeah. link. Yeah. So Bisa Butler is... Um, a textile artist, but really she started as a painter and I had the privilege of being able to watch her um, do like a live webinar with the Art Institute. They did it live free to the public or whatever um, because she has her own exhibition in the mm. Art Institute of Chicago and she bases her um, textile work on typically vintage photographs of everyday black life mm-hmm. and is just incredible like Mm -hmm. i did not know her textile works were not paintings yeah like she's just incredible and just you talking about that person as an Mm -hmm. artist and all that it just reminded me of her and and yeah the the mixed media use there she so that's an artist i've been really looking into deeply and and loving her work lately and she actually after i'd found her was shortly before she got her exhibition at the art Institute and actually sent it to my sister-in-law, Hannah, cause she's a textile artist. And then she ended up having the, um, time magazine cover for, um, what is it? Um, activist of the year or something. She made the cover for Portia Bennett Bay of Kenosha mm. in the okay. textile format. Wow. Based off of a portrait. And evidently, um, Ms. Bennett Bay didn't know that that was happening. So like it, it just, this artist is just incredible. I highly recommend you check her out. So that's what I've been doing is actually investing time and in looking at people's artworks, not just because I'm artists, because this is something I would have done before I was actively, I guess now I'm in the art world again, but um, just taking time to appreciate what someone else is yeah. making, whether it be TV or anything else mm-hmm. or has made in binge series. Yeah. Though... Um, Michael and I are making the joke now because we see the advertisements everywhere. Have you heard The Office is on Peacock? <laughs> Have you heard The Office is on Peacock? Oh my gosh. Watch The Office now on Peacock and we're just One like... One person says that to me. Okay. I haven't migrated yet. I don't know if I'm going to. Well, I mean, I watch Parks and Rec on Peacock. Okay. But guess what all the commercials are? The Office. The Office. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I'm, I'm feeling that void in my life, but maybe it's a good thing. I have seasons one through five on DVD, so when I do need it, I know that I have it, mm-hmm. but the streaming, it's obviously, so is much more convenient. Skip intro. Bless that button. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, the other thing I actually was watching today before I came over um, is the docuseries called The Ripper. Mm, I've been wanting, wanting to start yeah. that. Yeah. It is so well done. Very surprised to hear you and, watching that. Uh, <laughs> Why? I, I, are we talking about the same thing? Jack the Ripper? 
No, it's not. No, it's not it's on not, Jack the Ripper. It's called The Ripper. Okay, I'm thinking of something it, it's else. It's a docu series. Okay, so you, it's a then you explain. I'm it's so sorry. New. No, it's fine. But it, that's the point. It was because there was a series of murders in the 70s and early 80s that um, was some likened to the Ripper murder. Okay. So they called him the Ripper. I don't know what and I'm thinking. I'm of only halfway through it right now, and it's just taking the turn where um, it's based on these serial murders, and it it presents the cases to you as if you were. Uh, a person hearing about the cases with a little bit of behind the scenes. And then um, you do notice because there's a difference in, uh, in decades here, how they talk about sex workers as only prostitutes, mm-hmm. right? Or it's a divorcee that got mm-hmm. murdered and she was neglectful to her children or, you know, it was very misogynistic and derogatory to the victims. Okay. And then they couldn't find this guy and they had all this mounting evidence and still couldn't find this guy. And, there's only male investigators and only male reporters reporting this case. So the misogyny on this case just continued to grow. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, I got to get home to watch it because it's that good. And it's not gory. It, mm-hmm. it, the murders were gory. They describe everything about what happens, but not in crit- critical detail. No photographs, nothing. So if you're really sensitive to that but are, are into true crime, I can handle it. And I have a sensitive stomach for that. Um but now there's like a female reporter on the scene and she couldn't get access to like the reporting of what they sent to international governments on the case. So she FOIA requested the U.S. when it's based when the murders are in the U.K. And now she's reading the reports and how misogynistic it is and how they actually came to no decisive c- conclusions that any of them were prostitutes at all. Wow. They just assumed they were. And the way they were describing this murderer was that he was a he hated prostitutes he had a problem with lady women of the night or good time girls they like it is incredible so far and i cannot wait to see mm. where and the documentary is just so well done and they have mm-hmm. some one of the survivors of the of the attacks on there and yeah so i i'm trying to get back into my true crime kick again which Alyssa, i'm looking straight into her eyes i appreciate it yeah so and of course my favorite murder shout out always and forever but that's what, I, what I've actually been watching TV other than The Office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose that's my distraction that I've been doing as of late. And I put it on while I'm like making things. Yeah. Artworks and stuff. It's an interesting background show. Mm-hmm. I definitely had to put on the subtitles though because it's been a while since I watched anything with like mm-hmm. English accents and they have so many different regional accents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is pitiful. And before I watch Brid- Bridgerton, right? I have to amp myself up for it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say the accents are going to give you any issue in that show. Mm. It's very like central London. Mm. I was about to do an accent, but I'm so glad <laughs> I did. Did you hear that long like, dramatic yes. pause? I was, like, I was like, she's gearing up for something. No. Yeah. I refuse. But I mean, that's really descriptive of the time we're living in, where we don't know how to describe the time we're living in. Where it's a new year, but yeah. Already, so many things have happened. Where it's like, is it a new year? And we're coming up on the one year of things being "quote unquote" shut down in the states, where I, things changed in March. Things I, absolutely changed. Yeah, I saw a meme today that was like, "2020 left and came back with in 2021 with a wig on," and I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so accurate." Just like Dwight ugh. turning around. Dwight, yes, <laughs> Dwight and Meredith yep, wig. his wig for everyone in the office. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> that's horrible 
Yeah. I, I don't know. Usually I do turn to TV as a distraction, but like, again, aside from literally just because Bridgerton came out in December, I haven't been able to enjoy TV as much because I don't know when my anxiety gets high as it has been in the past month, I need people like I need connection and I think I've been seeing my parents more this past month that I like have all of 2020 because just being able to get in the car, leave my house, go somewhere that I know is like cloistered and safe because my parents are not, you know, they're not out with people. My right. mom's working from home. My dad does not currently work has been just honestly the only thing like getting me through this gloomy ass January we have been Good having. description. Just gloomy. That and again, like walks through the woods. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I'm like always, <laughs> I'm like always in the woods. It's that mentality, like that perspective change that I need, which I don't know, TV is just like not doing for me as usually, as well as it usually does. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's been my distraction as of late. May I share a meme? Because again, oh, of course. auditory oh, yes. format, visuals. 100%. But this is just a tweet, so it's not a real meme. So I sent this to a couple of people where it says, am I working at my regular capacity? No. But am I prioritizing and taking care of the most important tasks? No. <laughs> but am I at least taking care of myself and my mental health? Also, no. And then and it I, just ends. And then it just ends. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, I think I've hit that point where I'm like, I'm tapped. Like, I don't, I'm just moving mm -hmm. and I don't know how and I'm glad I am. But I'm working a lot. I'm I'm taking on a lot of mental burdens. I'm still concerned. The community crisis is growing. Da, 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 da. I don't need to explain that to you. But mm -hmm. like, it's so good to sit back in this format and talk to you guys, and hopefully it is to listen. That I don't I don't know what to distract myself with in a healthy way anymore, because it's so immersive mm -hmm. in every area of our mm -hmm. lives, not just our finances or political situation, but you know, yeah, everything, mm -hmm. but publishing dates, release dates of TV, like everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, because pandemic insert into article here, you know, <laughs> right. It's just, it's our lives now. And, um, yeah. So I, I, I mean, I have a lot of things that I, I checked out from the library cause I'm on break from school right now that I still have not read. Like I really, I've been wanting to read the umbrella Academy for years, mm -hmm. literally years. And I checked out the first three issues and I still have not read any of them. And I've had them for three weeks. And then um, Ruby Carr's new uh, book, mm. Homebody, mm -hmm. checked that out, bought my husband co a copy for Christmas. That was his one gift I was able to give him. And have we both read it? No, it's just hard right yeah. now. But it's good to acknowledge that. But mm -hmm. I still feel like. I'm still not holding up to a standard because no one knows what the standard is anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you, what's our standard? Yeah. But at least I look at them and know I got one step closer and I checked out the books. Here you go. You know, like lower I had intentions. Yeah. Yeah. And if I have to lower my benchmark, I guess I am. Yeah. But I had the intentions of reading this book. I can always renew them. Yes. And I can always see if I can pick them up. It's the I beauty about using the library. With Sorry. the books I pick up and I don't read, I've just saved this book from being weeded. There you go. It will yes, be there. Yes. Weeded as in withdrawn from the collection. Yep. Like yeah. gardening. Since yep. we've all worked in libraries, once a book doesn't get checked out for so long, they remove it off the shelf, right? There's limited space in libraries, but mm -hmm. I do. I, I go to the library with the intent of I'm going to get one book. And then you leave nope. with three bags of books. Yeah. I'm jealous you can physically go to your library. Uh, eh, I don't Racine really. Racine is not open. 
but even on my holds. Yeah. Because you're convinced not all the holds are going to come in at the same time. Yes, and time. then they always come and in at the same time. And they always do. You're like, I can't believe you just pulled this from like Elkhorn, Wisconsin for me. Like, yeah. Yeah. But it, I start to feel guilty and anxious if I'm not getting through my books fast enough. I was like, somebody pulled this all together and it's sitting here and my time is going by. But like, I'm like, I just saved your ass from getting you're thrown still, out. You're still using your library. Yeah. Right. And I also know in libraries, you know, they're, they're looking at the, the checkout numbers. Right. And I know that's very important to their funding and their employees. Especially and, this year. Right. With physical visits. Check not out being your placed. movies, man. Check yeah. out at least your movies. If there's a movie, don't go to Redbox. Yeah. Put it on hold your library, y'all. Library it may cards are take free. a little bit longer, but you are supporting your community. Like your tax dollars and have put a not couple paid things for on hold. Boxes. You're already paying for it. Right. Right. Literally. Right. But, so you're paying double when you go to a red box when you could just go to the library and get it. Picture books for kids. We're making sure Absolutely. those materials are quarantined before they're yeah. going out again. Yep. Don't you worry. I get you know? all of my books for Amelia from the library. Love it. Mm-hmm. So fun. Yeah. So if you need something different to do with your kids, if you have a car, take them for adventure to go pick up the books in the mm-hmm. car and then they get to look at a book on the way home. You right. know, like try to in- invest something different. And we saw that a lot. Or if the, if the a dog needed to get out of the house because the humans are in the house all the time, they'll put them <laughs> in the car on the way to the library. That's <laughs> so funny. Sweet. It's really cute. But I guess that's, you know, I like what you're saying, Elise, about lowering the bar. Fine. Mm-hmm. If I'm lowering the bar, great. I'm in a pandemic. Am I getting all my essentials done? Am I working? Am I reaching out to people? Am I still taking care of myself in the basic of ways? Yes. Okay. Well, I checked out the book. I just didn't read it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully sunshine will come out in three oh, months God. and then we'll be fine. I know. We had like one day of sunshine this past week and it was like, oh, I feel great today. Happy Wisconsin, y'all. It's like Wednesday. I know. Yeah. So other things, is there anything else we want to talk about other than media? Has that been our main distraction methods? It's the easiest because it's the most accessible. And like, again, you know, getting outside is sometimes not possible every day. It's like, yeah. where else are you going? I don't know. Winter's hard right now. Winter is very hard right now. Shout out the skincare. Yeah. I've been neglecting my skincare. And then knowing we were doing our skincare episode, I was like, that's how I realized I, I'd been neglecting yeah. myself a little bit. Yeah. And I was also rationing my products because, you know, financial situations are difficult. But it's like, use them. If this is the one thing you're doing right now, it's okay. As long as you're taking care yeah. of yourself and being responsible. Any podcasts you guys are listening to? Not really. I haven't even been keeping up with like the office ladies. Mm. My mind is so cluttered. Like sometimes I just feel like I can't hear anyone else's voice in my head. I'm just wow. That was out. poetry. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> the poetry of anxiety, people. Mm-hmm. What did you say, Alyssa? I said I'm just teched out. I spend I, yeah. all day in front. You're of You're always computer. on Zoom. One hundred percent. And I just, um, I, I find that like my noise sensitivity. My noise sensitivity so is incredibly so, heightened yep. because yep. I have to wear headphones. The The way my workspace works right now is both myself and my second grader are in the same room doing virtual learning. And I have 65 middle schoolers I work with all day while I listen to his class of 27 second graders all day. Oh, my God. And have him like bouncing back and forth. Mommy, can you help me with this? Mommy, what about this? Mommy, I can't find this worksheet along with my like seventh and eighth graders who are probably watching something while I'm teaching. I'll be honest. And we're all just kind of okay with it at this I point. Know. 
we're just going to do? do what we need to do. Are you healthy? Are you alive? Are so, you doing your best? Um, even that, I'm just sick of hearing that. There right. was this funny like BuzzFeed article I was reading the other day, like 15 things teachers are sick of hearing. Oh, please lay it out. You're on mute. You're on mute. The, the self-care emails. Please make sure to take care of yourself. Why don't we just cancel the PD staff meeting then? And I'll go put a face mask on. It's like things like, you know, the, the pandemic phrases. If someone says unprecedented times, like one, one more, more time. One more time. Seriously. It's, like, it's just those things that are now like scratching at my skull is what it feels like. There's this like Hungarian phrase. I mean, I can't speak Hungarian. But my husband and like my mother-in-law will say it. And it basically translates like you're dancing on my nerves. And that's kind oh. of like what I feel like with noise because what people are saying is so repetitive after being in a pandemic for so long yeah, and just constant noise that I just feel teched out. So I am still, I am still watching TV. My husband and I are currently watching through Ozark right now and I'm reading a lot more books, but I'm finding that I really like to be distracted by other plots other than the crazy plot we're living right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like maybe that's why I'm into the true crime kick again. It's like it's transporting. I really like to like analyze a plot and analyze characters and see where they're going. And I feel like we're living some kind of crazy story right now that if I can just throw myself into a different world and think about that instead, it gives me that break from thinking about like, what are the next players in our world going to do? Can you imagine the historical fiction 30 years from now? Dude, for real. Just the movies that are going to come of this. Mm -hmm. Because you know, five, ten years, they're going to make a movie of, like, the Capitol being stormed. So it's just, like, like, things like that. My students already joke, hey, think what our kids are going to read in the history books. I want to tell them, guys, in U.S. education... They never teach you past like 1910. No, and that's an that's war doesn't here. exist yeah. because we failed. That's we egregious. Barely touch World War One and World War Two. World War Two. World is, War Two. We went heavy into. There were Nazis in concentration camps. For, yep. Yes. Yep. We don't actually, you know, World War One. We don't do talk we ever about, talk, we talk about, about propaganda posters right. and the war effort yep. and women in the work in the workforce and right. But we don't talk about Vietnam. No. We don't talk about the 80s. No. And then we don't talk about the 90s. We don't talk about, you know, like, I wonder if modern history is taught at all because history is written oh, by modern who? Modern history is not. I mean, trust me, I'm all about public education. I know it needs to change. But I'm just saying Native American history needs to be taught in the correct way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it might not need to be taught every single year. Your children do not need to learn about the 13 colonies every, every single, single year. That's so true. Of their life. There is something past the civil there's a war. reason why there's only some core facts the americans you see screaming and yelling about randomly out of context are said so mm-hmm. that's one of like my kind of big issues right now it's like what is going on with us politically it has happened kind of before mm-hmm. oh can, can we just talk about coup Nixon for a little bit coup d'etat is a term for a reason right because it's happened right a lot I, i'm just like we're it, things like that just kind of like when we're talking about vietnam kind of repeated itself when we went to war in the Middle East. I'm just saying, like, but we don't teach these things, so we don't see these things repeat. I don't know. After we can cut all this. No. This is, like, a total tangent. After, like, the capital, I'm going to call it domestic terrorism. It is domestic Um, terrorism. It's a riot. My 7th and 8th graders wanted to speak about it, Mm -hmm. but they're confused because they don't understand the electoral college system. So you can't understand why people have done this when you don't understand how your own government 
functions. And yeah. you don't understand how propaganda functions and misinformation That's functions a on a large scale. And yeah. so it repeats. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to defend any of the morons who were outside of there, but part of me does question, what was your education like that you think oh, that they this were is okay? in a lot of ways. Yep. Because you were not taught critical thinking. You weren't taught how the government works. Someone did not pass their seventh grade constitution test. Nope. So it just like, I don't know. That's kind of where my mind went is I'm trying to answer like my kids like, Psst, this is why you have to pay attention in social studies class. And yeah, this is why I'm sure. teaching you critical reading right now. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, bullies don't just stay in school. Yep. Bullies yeah, grow clearly. up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then punch in windows of the Capitol building. Yep. Or run the country. Or quiet or kids run the country. don't always stay quiet. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I don't know. That's kind of like... This is very real. I mean, I, I bet you a lot of people are getting more relief out of hearing someone else say it to them <laughs> rather than do what you can. Mm-hmm. Self-care. Drink your water. Well, I think we were so afraid to talk about the bad things that were happening because then it just was like, it's so bad. It's we all also right weren't there. ready. I mean, when no, we first sure. started re-recording, we were like, we can't talk about it because yeah. we just couldn't. It was too fresh. It was two days, right. three days past. Yeah. I would also argue the point we're at now is our self-care methods have almost expired. They're exhausted. Of our They're exhausted. Like, put on another face mask. Do you know how many face masks I have done since we've been in a pandemic? And my budget has down? not changed. I cannot try a bougie or fun one. Right? I'm like, one more bubble bath? Really? Mm-hmm. I have to clean this cup one more again? See? Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I guess that's where I'm at is it's just like, um, I'm trying to look more internally inside myself at my foundations and find that almost like glory in the mundane right now. Yeah. Like, I'm doing this for something. I don't quite know yet what yet, but, like, yeah, that alarm goes off at 5.30 in the morning. You got to do it. Get up. Let's go. Yeah. I, I'm also, I think, deconstructing the term productivity, mm-hmm. both for myself and larger scale, um, what it means to be productive and what sacrifice you have to make to be productive and the fact that we have to quote unquote, sacrifice to be productive, to be a value. Mm-hmm. And that we don't see sitting and looking at the ocean or looking at an artist's body of work as productive because we're not adding value to the societal whole. But really, that's not true. Yeah, It's a, it's a rest it's, or it's a mental activity that's different. It's, it's a different type of mental exercise that doesn't require money and doesn't require consuming and it doesn't require communication always. And why am I defining my productivity this way? Why can't I just, I don't know, spend some time just looking over my plants, just another round, just walking around with my coffee, taking another 10 minutes. I have things to do. 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 I keep saying that to myself. I have so much to do. I have to do. I have to do it. I have to do it. No, I don't. Why? I think I would. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'm just saying because I know I have work to do, which is, yes, I have work to do. But at what point is just, am I just doing for doing? This is not meaningful Mm -hmm. to me. I've had the question a lot. Who is the productivity for? Because there are some things. Well said. I know I need to get it get up and keep going like it is exhausting i know every stay-at-home mom is like 
feels this, but it's exhausting being stuck in your house all the time with your children, especially in the winter when it's cloudy and rainy or snowy and it you can't even get out. It is out of a pandemic. It, it is. Right. That's what I'm saying. So like it's, it, it's in, in or out, but like there's nothing even to do to keep being entertained. So I have found myself trying to be productive in my ideas of what to do with my children and using that quality time better. And I'm still throwing all that productivity. Why can't I say that word today? Because we're tired. It's tired. Yeah, yeah we're, right. It's we're tired. tired in here. Mm-hmm. Um, all that productivity towards my students because I know they need that stability. Mm-hmm. But like the cleaning is not getting done. Like the cleaning is no, not getting done. I was just going to say, can we talk about how dirty my the kitchen cleaning is right now? is not getting done. I and cleaned one bathroom today and that was only because I'm exhausted. Like, if someone had walked in and seen that, that yeah. It would not pass health inspection. Let's put it that way. Right. The laundry comes when it's like, are we wearing swimsuits for underwear today? Yep. Or yep. like, and it's definitely like, let's just pull it out of the dryer and put it on. Yep. That's literally what my husband and I did today. We were out of socks and I was like, I think I dried some. I think they've been in the dryer for three days. Meanwhile, we have like three laundry baskets full and we have no mm-hmm. children. <laughs> well, and it's just, those are the things where I was just like, we have to go, go, go. We have to be on top of these things. And it's like, who cares? At least I know you've mentioned in other episodes, like the makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the it's hair is up a, in a bun every it's, day. It's just every not a day. value anymore. Like we're we're at the part we're at the part of the the pandemic where like all of the superficial has been like really stripped aside, expired, as you said. It's like what actually matters for me to get through my day? Yeah, and what I don't know. I think one of the things I've learned is what matters to keep like relationships going. Yeah. So like my husband, I always thought it was really important to get out and like have date nights, and date nights are really important. But what's a date night now? pop down, watch some Ozark, maybe do a puzzle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just, but we have set aside that time. It's no longer dinner and a movie and a walk or whatever. Like we used to do to like make it feel special and to it's, us. It's spend money, spend hard. money. Spend yeah. Money. Well, it's very hard to not have that like claustrophobia translate into your relationship too. Mm. It's like, is that, this yeah, your that's relationship? What, that's what Michael this... and I have yeah. been struggling with. It was, is how do we feel like we have space within the same space? Cause we can't go anywhere else. But also when we're out of our space, how do we look forward to having them come back yeah. into it? Yes. When you're like, yes, they're gone. That's, I have the house to myself. That's mm-hmm. or what I'm, I'm out. struggling with. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just being yeah. able to breathe. Mm-hmm. I think at least what you said, just that claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like on, on the positive, I think like it has helped like with Joseph and I, at least like that communication. Yes. I need alone time now. And yeah. we need a lot more alone time these days just because yeah, we do. we're always here. We're always together. Yeah. We were joking when we should have been recording. Like when I get on a highway and I haven't been on a highway in like six to eight weeks, I'm like, what, what is this? Why mm-hmm. are we moving so fast? Why are we? It's just like. It's disorienting. It's so disorienting. Mm-hmm. So I don't, it, I don't know. So like I'm thinking about what I'm going to do after I'm done recording and I'm glad we're doing something, right? This is something we can plan around and it's different, but like I'm thinking, what do I, I go back home now until the next time, like, or I I go back to a different room or, you know, like, and I've tried to create separation in space, but again, that's a luxury I have is that I can create a separation in space. And there's people that are like, not, they don't have separate rooms. They don't have that yeah. luxury and it's not even a luxury to have you know space it's mm-hmm. a necessity for human or your, development your space yeah. has been converted into 
four yeah. different things. Like our bedroom used to be like, I'm going to go in here for quiet time. Well, now there's a child's desk there exactly. and there's my yep. office space. And then and there's also like this room has to be used for eight different things now. And right. that's the way my, it And is. you can't separate it mentally. It's literally no. fact yeah. where like they say, don't work in, in, in your bedroom because then you're going to yep. associate and mess up your sleep schedule. Because And this is that to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My husband was FaceTiming with a friend of his today and I could I could hear from the other room this guy giving my husband like a tour of their living room that has been translated into, you know, family communal space, but also like my wife has got four kids at home that she's having to manage the like education of right now. And so like he's like, We moved our plants in here to make it seem more uh, you know, inviting. But it's like, yeah, our spaces have had to take on all of this other influence now like a dining room is no longer just a dining room we're not hosting anybody nope so like that's my art space i it, right it's just covered in my stuff dining room has right become now. my office yeah my table's pushed against yep. the wall all my like there's shelves there now like it's totally different it's become my library programming kit assembly yep. area yep. i just have boxes of materials there's a puzzle for my down job. at the other end <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you know it's it, it and and then when you walk around your space as we kind of mentioned in another episode where we did about like our homes mm-hmm you see how this space is just different and it doesn't feel like your own right now. No. It's very bizarre. Everything is intersectional. Yes. It's really throwing me for a loop some days. Again, especially during the winter. Do you ever feel... Okay. Start that over. I can say this. Blah, 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 blah. It's a totally different tangent from what you were just doing. I don't really see anybody. So don't take this the wrong way, audience. But like, Seeing you two, we've been down here for a couple hours, recording episodes, planning stuff up. When you guys leave, I am socially drained. I'm exhausted 100%. right now. Do you see I, I am exhausted. Over? I'm I, like, I need to talk. <laughs> yeah. I, but it's just like before pandemic, I could go all day with students. We would have book club over. We'd have a fire in the backyard. And now it's like. My eyes are like exhausted. Yep. Please, everybody leave me alone. Absolutely. And I, like, after the holidays, I felt like that. We didn't like go out and do big parties. We saw our parents, right? But even just like seeing one parent on Christmas Eve and seeing another parent on Christmas Day was like, that was a lot of people. There was a lot of talking and I would like to go back into my cave. And I was saying, again, when we weren't recording, I don't think we were recording. I don't know. Time is a concept. Um, So (laughs) I was thinking like, I'm scared to go back to normal because... Like, How patient are we going to be w- with each other in the readjustment? Are we going to be forced by society yeah. to be punching Americans that like have 80 hour work weeks out in the field and then come back and then just be normal? Can we can we take this moment to redefine mm-hmm. going back and taking care? Is there going to be a segue into into society? Is there a mental health easement mm-hmm. into a somewhat safer life? And yeah. I want to say, I'm not expecting there to be, oh, no. but I have to protect that space in my head where I can, if I'm going back to work again in the library all every day, instead of just some days and I, I can actually see all my coworkers. Okay. Well, I get to eliminate my workspace in my house. That's right. a good thing. There's right. a good mm-hmm. thing there. Yes. Okay. I'm not going to be ha- making a whole lot of social appointments. Yeah. That's a great I want to see everybody it. again, but I, I'm going to, I have to learn how to ease myself back in when society is forcing some ways to happen without our, without, out of our control. You well, know, that, that's a really have, good way to put it. Yeah. We need to have almost like a collective preparedness mm-hmm. because I had not even thought about Am I ready for things to go back to quote unquote normal? Until you had said that. And like Elise and I were like, yeah. Well, and now that you rephrase it that way, 
I'm, I'm ready no to be able to go back out to eat again. Things that I can do with my 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 immediate people, not mm-hmm. necessarily like your individualistic party, time. But I'm know? thinking of the demands of society. Yes. Right. But but when you're, you're saying it, I'm right. like, oh my goodness, that's right. Because to me, back to normal, do you know what that means? I want to sit out on a restaurant's patio with a cocktail in my hand. Right. That is what I. But, but people have like, lost their parents, their their yes. their spouses, their their sons, their daughters. Like, and we have to just go work. I know you didn't have a funeral. I know you didn't right. have this. I know you were really sick, and now you have residual lung issues. Right. I know you weren't affected by COVID at all personally, but you lost your job twice. Like, but I think what? that's where we need to grasp on that. We are citizens of the United States, and I think if anything we've seen, like when we get together and we want to make our voice known, we can't. We've seen it happen in a pandemic now. And so when society starts to push that back, we need to start saying something. Mental health services are going to be so important. Yeah. We need to start mental health services. We need to be saying that to ourselves. We need to be saying it to our government officials. Like I... I just had not thought about that preparedness like mm-hmm. you were saying. And it's kind of like we all need to be aware. We're trying to figure out how to get vaccinated right right now. Shit, man. You know, I mean, that's, that's the reality. We're trying to figure out how to get vaccinated right now. But really, that should have been figured out. So by the time we're vaccinated, we would have already started thinking about how to ease our collective society back into successful economic, like success economically, socially, diplomatically. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything's being repaired mm-hmm. literally at once. For the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to start that process eventually. And I'm not saying this to overwhelm. It's just to keep it in mindset that there's going to be an end to it, I guess, too. And yeah. that there will be, for the sense of the claustrophobia, there will be a difference in our daily lives soon in a positive way. The, I will be able to remove my workspace. I will be able to remove my, I will be re, <laughs> I'm so tired. I will be re, <laughs> I will be able to remove my kids' work desk for school because they're going back to in-person Hell learning. Man, just remove my kids from my home. Could we go to a museum? <laughs> Can we Could go we? to a museum? But Could like, we just go anywhere. somewhere? Anywhere. But actually, like, even just... He- like, I've not really heard a lot of people say that. So, like, even just hearing about that, like, that hope really, like, energized me just now. Like, oh, good. Just I'm exhausted, but I'm glad. <laughs> you you, no, it, you kind of start to get used to things as yeah. they are, and you're like, it's never going to be different. So let's cope and move on. No. But it will be different. I have to plan for next year, and next year there will be a vaccine. Yeah. I don't know what the landscape's going to look like, sure. but I will know I need something to look forward to. But, like, hope is so important, and I think, <laughs> like, it was driven home too much at the beginning of the pandemic. We lost it because the summer was a shit show. The election we was a shit show. We were canceling things, constantly removing yes. things, losing things, grieving over things that mm-hmm. are, are, you know, material and immaterial. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm like ready to let that hope come back a little bit. That's I felt funny. like I had to let it go because yeah. like this is going to just keep going. Yeah. And now grasping onto that hope is we so can important. at least sit in my yard in the sunshine yeah with a mojito socially yeah. distanced at the very least right i think if we just stop saying normal true mm-hmm. it's just not going to be no and just like we have and adapted, normal wasn't always good no right. and i think what we're saying is there are a lot of things that needed to change and they might not have been like okay the way they got thrown into our face is very traumatic Indeed. and i'm not tra- i think you bring up a good point there are so many people who have faced trauma and have not been able to get the help for that trauma but there are a lot of things that kind of needed to be traumatically ripped from our lives too. For sure. 
And it, it did. It brought a lot of things to light. And you know what? Yes, it'll probably take 10, 15, 20 years of healing, but at least there is healing. The yeah. more universal the trauma, the more universal the response. In a weird way, I feel like we're a far more honest society as well. We see... For good or bad, yeah. Yep. We see both our sides a little bit better this year. Unfortunately, our I feel like our attention spans and our irritability is up, though. Absolutely. There's a lot of snappier. reasons for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Under extreme... You know, you know, it takes rest. everything to be patient we have for anything. Had to be, we have had to force ourselves to look at very, very, very dark sides of both our personal selves and our national selves. Yep. And well change cannot happen until that happens. So it's like, let's get it done. Mm-hmm. Let, we've seen it. We're seeing it. Yep. Let's let's hope for the better by doing the work. Like, yeah. you know. And collectively, we just have to love those that are nearest to us right now, mm-hmm. even if we feel like we can't do anything on a large scale. Mm-hmm. We just have to love on people and let know that I might not have talked to you in a year because I have not been in your physical proximity. Like I think of my church friends, how many of them I have not spoken to. I'm going to make it a priority just to send out one text. I'm not going to force a conversation to go over the trauma we've all experienced for 11 months or 10 months now. I'm just going to say, hi, I'm thinking of you. Mm-hmm. Because eventually there will come a day where I will be able to see them again and we can just ease back into that social circle you know like just take the time to love on people Mm -hmm. just bit by bit and allow yourself to be loved on you know if you can't respond to that text like i did have someone text me and i just was so exhausted and it was kind of them to do it i was just like i can't Mm -hmm. and that's okay be loved having that grace for other people too is really important like they didn't didn't text me back like don't take it personally you know Mm mm-hmm Those are all skills. I'm not saying everyone has learned during the pandemic, but I think a lot of us have learned about our communities. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, especially us right now. The love, (laughs) the kindness. um, Or the lack thereof, depending. But what I feel like, you know, ooh, sorry, microphone. Oh, Um, sorry, microphone. Sorry, recorder. (laughs) (laughs) Joseph's going to love this. Oh, my God. Sorry, Sorry, world. Um, even our generation might be really jaded, uh-huh. but if we can show our kids love, kindness, a world that could be built better for them, because there are some people like in the world that just like their jadedness is done. We're not going to change them, but they're not going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. And so kind of like my hope is with like kids doing virtual learning, kids like, like going through all this crap and them losing loved ones and them facing like this kind of fear, like think what resilient tough mindful like people we are like they're going to develop into absolutely because they're going to grow up in a world where we like you have to be thinking about that and you have to make that turn so they don't become really embittered because they've had to suffer when Mm -hmm. it wasn't fair for them to this is a total different realm of suffering but everyone does suffer Mm-hmm. And I think it's really good for kids to learn right now. This is suffering. And I'm so sorry you have to go through this. But when you suffer, you can find a light. And I think when kids learn that at a younger age and we as their community in their village show them that and teach them that, like, I, I don't know. I, I like to believe that something like in 10, 15 years, we're going to see something really beautiful come out of that generation. I agree. Who is like survive. When you think about like kids who grew up during wartime, what they grow up to do. And like, that's when you see passion projects come to life. There's a reason the, the space race in the sixties became a thing. Those were children from wars, but Mm -hmm. they grew up thinking bigger dreams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, when our kids are seeing like 
racial tensions and political tensions and family tensions and school tensions, they're going to grow up to do something great. Yeah. And that's kind of what I want to hold on to. That's That's lovely. I just keep thinking how we're going into a new era of art. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Any major anything. uh, That was the first place for some reason where my mind went into it. Um, This is before I I got into art school. I think it's because I had to realize that I am literally entering this era where I'm becoming the new era of art. I'm becoming a response. And Mm -hmm. this is going to be a separate chapter in a book. Yeah. And it's going to be, there's going to be a delineation here. Mm Mm-hmm. And we get to choose how that's different from the previous. And so like with kids having different professions or priorities or pushing for better things, I mean, that's going to happen. Yes, there's going to be bad, but like right now, there's so much bad. So there has to be a whole lot of good because life deals in contrasts. Mm -hmm. I've always believed that. Yeah, it does. We have to, you know, put on one more face mask. Fine. I'll do it. Fine. It's for the future. I'm kidding. And I realize like my jaw is hurting right now from actually talking to people long term. Yeah. Oh. My, my throat gets sore. When we podcast, I go home, I have a, thro- I have a sore throat the next day. Like I'm not talking this yeah. much. On that note, On we're that tired. Note. <laughs> Let me find a candle. So Elise, what are we going to be smelling once you get home? <laughs> Uh, we, for some reason, didn't light this one today. There's a bit of a... No, there's a, there's a reason. Yeah. I was going to say there's a bit of a difference in opinion it's here on, uh, what kind of... in controversy. Yeah. I, I really like the, like, foody smells, like vanilla, pumpkin, cinnamon. Madeline does not. So with respect to that... And the pumpkin is so strong. It is. Like, and you take the top smell. off and it's, it's wafting. So this That's is pumpkin said. custard with salted caramel and vanilla bean. Um, also from the delightful people at Apogee Candle, um, courtesy of our friend Hannah. Yay. So thank you, Hannah. Woohoo! I'm going to enjoy this one. Yeah, so light a candle, put a face mask on. Just take oh, care God. of yourself. Self-care. Self-care. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. But but in the meantime, we what we really want to know is where are you guys at? Well, this is kind of like a, a catch-up and a check-in with you, our listeners, as well. And <laughs> this is supposed to be a lot shorter of an episode. But there's a reason it's not. It's because we had to say it and we had to be real. And I guess that's kind of the purpose of, of this project, this podcast experience. And we want you to be a part of that. Um, on our posts, on our email, reach out to us and let us know, like, yes, are you understanding this? Are you, are you with us on this? Are, are you experiencing a different sort of struggle? Are you, are you finding hope in other small things that we didn't mention? Because the more we experience life together, the more we get through it together. And I really always look forward to hearing what you guys have to say. Um, at least how do we how do we hear for them hey guys um, we're always on Instagram at charlatans pod search us on Facebook the charlatans podcast and then send us a good old fashioned email if that's your jam charlatanspod at gmail.com the charlatans podcast is recorded and edited at Cellar Studio 39 special thanks to Michael Lehman for creating our music and Max Young for original artwork <laughs>